recorded on February 7th, 2022, Bringing Down the House. Welcome to the Push Ahead Podcast, the podcast that's all about pushing the political conversation ahead, not pushing back. Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm Shelby, and we have a special guest. Carlos, hey, welcome. Hey, how you doing? So we are here to talk about bad GOP candidates and how they're weaponizing the House. But first, we have a couple of elephants in the room that we need to address. So the first story are Trump's legal woes in Georgia and New York for different cases. The man cannot stay out of court. So last week, there were a lot of news cases. I think Thursday was a particularly bad day for him. It was all of a sudden that the New York corruption case reopened and he was potentially brought under charges under that. He was, I guess, the case in Georgia is continuing to move forward. It was finally confirmed that Georgia is actually going to potentially bring charges against him. My bet's on Fanny. Yeah, Fannie Willis, DA out of Atlanta, who is charging Trump in the one perfect phone call. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's so many things at this point that could be. It's It seems almost ridiculous that we, how many cases? We're going to have a presidential candidate, not we for me or you or anybody probably listening to this, but like that is going to have multiple criminal charges against him he is going to be he may be leading the the race for them it's ludicrous at minimum insane at best yeah yeah and that he's trying to do this at all even though he is punching ronnie a little bit today so that made me happy oh yeah i think that it's interesting because trump is if you listen to some news outlets they're saying he's no longer like the media darling he's no longer the gop darling but he's still in the lead and I'm just hoping that he'll hang in there long enough to take Ron DeSantis down. The same way Jeb, he attacked Jeb. I don't want that. I want DeSantis up there. Really? I want DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah, you want to energize people. And I'll tell you, Ron, I think, had a good chance of getting towards the middle and winning a general. But he showed his hand too quickly with this whole African studies crap. In most political races, a candidate, a general, presidential, will go towards the middle time and time again. It wasn't basically until basically Trump that they didn't. And, and so I think if DeSantis was really aiming and being smart and trying to, of course, he's going to run for the president. But if he was really smart, he wouldn't have shown his cards. He's really trying to gin up a base that is already ginned up. Like, you're speaking directly to the same ones. I'll be interested to see if he makes a big swipe towards the center. That would be interesting to see, and it wouldn't surprise me, like he did in his first two years. You got to remember, his first two years, he made some interesting kind of middle-of-the-road picks. It wasn't towards until Trump really got heated that obviously he got elected like that. But I'm not afraid of him. I don't want Trump again by any stretch. I'm just afraid of his fascist tendencies that are out in the open now. That's my... Uh, DeSantis? Yeah, that's my fear. I don't want to... I think he's a smart politician. I think Trump was an outright is an outright narcissistic personality disorder yeah. person, no doubt about it. But I'm, but I think DeSantis is more of a politician, and I don't know. I'm not all I'm not always sold. He's this crazy fascist guy. I'm not I, at all. So you think I don't like him? 
No, no. I think he's a politician. I think he's playing it smart. I think he's done some good things, too. You can't, I think it defeats a debate or a conversation if you can't look at a candidate and be like, oh, okay, actually, I agree with that one. That one sucked. Like what you should do with your candidate. I love Obama. I'd do anything for Obama. But I can look at a couple things where I'm like, I didn't agree with this. I didn't like that. Right. I can definitely do that with Biden. And I was so really happy when he took away the FSA before he replaced it with four more tests. Yeah. Yeah. And at least, and I, once again, I, did, I never voted for him or anything yeah. like that. Nope. But I, and I can't say this. I campaigned for Andrew Gillum. So let's. <laughs> hey, I went to school with Andrew Gillum. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've known him since he you was know, 23. I, as you probably know, I helped start Orlando for Obama. And even though there are some comparatives of Obama and Andrew, they never, they were never really. No. They never started close. They just were on paper. But DeSantis is absolutely a dangerous candidate in the sense of he would move in. And, but depends. I don't think Trump has a, I don't think Trump has a shot in hell unless something very tragic happens. Oh, okay. True. Yeah. So in the race up to the primaries, though, I think that Trump's power was really that like it wasn't that he won by default. I think he kept on taking out the other candidates in ways that they weren't expecting. So I think the run up to the primary is going to be interesting. And hopefully we'll see DeSantis peel away once he's the potential front runner. And then they'll go after Nikki Haley and eventually whoever's not losing the most ends up winning. <laughs> yeah, but what do you guys think? I think you get your supply and demand. We're a free market society, and Trump is what that party wants, whether they want to admit it or not. That's what he is there, their fire. And DeSantis tries to emulate that, but it's not the real thing. And the reason he won the primary is because he changed, just like Obama changed politics, I hate it, but he changed politics. And that's what they were looking for. They were looking for something that could beat Hillary. They were looking for something different. We didn't see it coming. And there was a lot of dirty pool. It just totally changed. It's, it's, and, then it, and then the lingering aspects is, are still going on today of that. Like Santos. Are you following that out of New York? It is. <laughs> he is barreling headlong into the Trump form of PR, except it doesn't seem like it's intentional. He just can't stop lying. Yeah. Yeah, every day. It's like he's vying for the Michelle Bachman Award. I think he's taken it away <laughs> from MTG and Bobert because they've faded out. Bobert stuck her foot in her mouth talking about, oh, no, a hundred and something grand. A six-figure salary is too small for having to work year-round. It's, oh, goodness. That was MTG. Yeah, MTG. And that's, yeah. oh, goodness. I, you don't work even when you're in session. Yeah. So Santos, every time he lies, and then he lies even deeper. And so I'm hoping that... The signatures about the campaign finances opened up a federal investigation into him. So that's. I think the FEC is looking into him. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Then a group. I think the up. big, the bigger question is, how the hell did this guy get through? How the hell did this guy get through everything? And 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 I know we all have our connections to local politics. And I think, even though I asked that question, I can answer it being a part of it. Very little is vetted. You're going through a cult of personality. He's obvious has some charm about him when he's up close, like most politicians do. But I think he, you just stumbled across one of these people that are just liars. Yeah. And it's, it, it doesn't matter if he was a baker. It doesn't matter if he was a trash guy. 
doesn't matter if he was a teacher, he's going to lie. He just got through. And the Republicans are smart. They're just so grimy. With They're just like, take him. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care. Well, he's a weapon still. He's still a tool. Yeah, yeah. I think people say that the only reason that McCarthy's standing by him is because without him, their edge goes down to three seats. So it only takes... Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. If he resigns, it and it's going to take a while for a special election, there's a Democrat going into that seat. Yeah. Governor gets to a point. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. 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 Oh, they, and of course, they know that. They know that, which is why McCarthy is defending him. But every time pe- people ask about him, McCarthy gets flustered because he has no defensible ground. What do y'all think about McCarthy? Better uh, than, he, better than. He's just, you can't find anyone in the Republican Party to take the Speaker of the House job. Right. You just can't. The, it, not since Boehner has anybody actually wanted it. There's a saying. That, You're right. Yeah, the Speaker, the Speaker never wins the presidency. They ha- they they end up so unpopular. Hey, you right. I never thought about that. Huh? Right. Yeah, I think that he's reached the end of his road politically. Maybe he could be a senator, but he's busy burning too many bridges. And he's, again, he's a career politician. I like him better than some of the other people in the House at the same time. He's like the most sane of the crazy ones. It's like a bizarre thing to look at McCarthy and be like, I know he's crazy. But he's not Boba crazy, and he's not Hawkins crazy, and he's not like all these other insane offshoot people that are just, but I don't know. Like the whole process was insane. I don't know. How do you think the process will go on the Democratic side? The Democrats won't put up anybody until they know they have the votes. Yeah. And pretty much the outliers know if we don't go with that one, unless there's something really bad that they don't like. Democrats are just going to be like, we trust the leadership. Yeah, Hakeem. Because I don't think, do you all think the Republican Party is way more splintered than the, the, the Democratic Party? In the background, yes, but I th- I their front polarized. is yeah. very well organized where you shut up and follow I mean, along. I think kind of flipped, right? Yeah. Then the Republicans used to be like that. Yeah. And now I think it's the Tea Party. I think that they haven't worked the Tea Party out of their system where it started as right. an initial fragment, an initial more extreme caucus and there's they still can't clean it up. I I'm glad you bring that up. I mean what the Tea Party did to Obama during his presidency was criminal almost. What how they did it. And at the time, if everybody remembers in 2010, it was like Oh, my gosh. It, it was just crazy when the Tea Party came in. Ted Cruz, Carubio, Michelle Bachman. Who are these people? They're saying crazy things. Now, you fast forward literally, what, 14 years, and these are the same ones in the party, quote, yeah. unquote. Yeah. Except they seem to be even crazier. I didn't think you could get any crazier than pa- Palin. <laughs> and then we, just, then we had Bachman, and then we had... All of Herman Cain, Ben Carson, all of these. Were if just... you want to put a Mount Rushmore of Republic of the new version of Republican of what did it is Halen and Trump together. My God, if they would have hit together, like if Palin would have staggered two more years, if she would have come up with Trump as the vice. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Well, people hated her so much that it's the first time a Democrat, let alone an indigenous Democrat, got their house seat she i know i know but she was she is of course can't stand her 
But she is the mold of that fiery Republican. Firebrand. And yeah, yeah. I, although I do have to say that you asked me what I thought of McCarthy, and it's at least he's not as bad as McConnell. It's to the point now that when McCarthy started the debt ceiling issue and negotiations, McConnell said, hey, that's your problem. And he essentially had a press conference where he said, I'm, the Senate's not getting involved in this. This is a House president thing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. It's it's interesting and it's nasty. And I hope we can, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. It's going to, we're about to get the campaigning going nuts yeah. like we've never seen before. I was an Andrew Yang guy. I had fun cheering him on. Part of the Yang gang. Yes. I was Yang. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad I was because he was really good. He got a good conversation started. He, I don't like what he's doing now. I'm trying to start another party and crap like that. It's, we're too far, man. We're too far into this to be like, I know what it is. Another party. Yeah. No, I, it's like, this is not what we need at this point in time. And we'll see where the Republican Party goes from here. There's a clock ticking. Gen X, Millennials, Gen Z, not going Republican. So they have to lock down power to lose it forever. It's interesting. But it's, it, it is the Gen Z, all this stuff. Does it really matter if you know your base is going to be there? Like we're talking about what they're really fighting about is 7%, 6% that they can maybe have a jump. They can get in this, this quote unquote middle. But I think, man, the camps are pretty locked in right now. I think hopefully at this point, I just want sanity to prevail. I don't care which party's in power. I just want people to have a living wage. I don't care which party's in power. I want climate change to be addressed, acknowledged, dealt with. I want the healthcare system to yeah, I don't, work for us. I don't care who's winning as long as we rein in healthcare costs. Yes, he was a former Republican until Trump. Well, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I think of myself, I think to themselves, I'm a centrist, I'm a centrist, I'm a centrist. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I'm liberal as can be. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> if you talk to any Republican, at least, they say, yeah, yeah, I'm not one of those crazy, super conservative Republicans. I'm a centrist. And I felt like I was in the center, and then the party just moved too far for me. It did. It outright did. And that started in the 80s with the religious connection. And then and then Reagan and Bush having the board again, Christian part to it. And then it, they really got, then you saw, oh, wow. The churches are just little centers where we can collect our votes. And that's amazing. And and now they're benefiting. That's how it always is. That's how it always is. The national politics are one thing. And the ground up is so really, that's the biggest thing. You both were sitting there saying, hey, healthcare and this. And I do the same thing. And, yeah. But both of you guys obviously have been involved in local politics. And that's really where you can do some stuff. Oh, yeah. Kind of see that stuff runs in local areas. The trash gets picked up. You know, the lights work, you know, and if it doesn't, people are going to be mad and it's affected. We're divided by major issues that are about 2% of what we really care about. Yeah. And I think the closest guy to get everything right has been Obama in the sense of being fair, uh, trying to get through things, not being extreme. I think that's what happens. Power reveals character. And a lot of these people have never held power before. They've held academic power. They are grades or awards. But you give them power, man. It really shows them. Yeah. Power corrupts or it reveals character. No, it corrupts in our area. That's for sure. It, it reveals. Yeah. It reveals. Yeah. We have a little GOP gang running this county. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard Sheriff Ivy. He's the sheriff out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the one who is being sued for his wheel of fugitives. For putting a guy that was falsely accused and didn't have an arrest warrant or anything on him. Yeah. 
And so because of that, he's being sued because, yeah, he didn't have a warrant, but he got fired so he can prove damages. Oh, damn. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. But this is what we deal with. But Jamie has a great topic about what it's actually doing, what the GOP is doing to itself. Yeah. We have GOP propaganda and the rise of horrible candidates. So uh, last week, I was just reading the news. DeSantis does this. DeSantis does that. He did, And I got tired of being angry about it. I think that his that's the thing is that he's not doing the local things that we need him to do to make our lives better. Every month I pay too much in an insurance premium every month my or every day my kid goes to school and there's no books in the classroom. And it's like instead he's pushing this agenda and. Because we're talking about what they're doing and we're not talking about what they're not doing. Have you seen that one comedian where he's he has a post a video and, you know, the Democrats are going to try to distract you from what's important. And so whenever they ask, what have the Republicans done about inflation? You just need to tell them what's important. Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. So and they divert from anything because it's easier than governing. So. Again, we spoke about DeSantis, and I think that we can't let him get away with it, but at the same time, he's going to get away with it whether we let him or not. How do we stay sane in this type of environment? I, I, I don't feel how you feel. Okay. I'm not scared. I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not like I, I see. I don't consume a bunch of news and politics. That's what I would tell you. Stop get off Watch of Twitter. Politics. Stop Twitter. Whatever. If you're if it's upsetting you to a point that you are like physically or and I'm not saying you in general, but like other people, like it used to when I was younger, when I was like super consumed with it, it would get me mad. But I have kids that go to school, I pay premiums, um, everything you just mentioned. And I do want them to do stuff for it for sure. But I'm involved in my daughter's school. I'm doing things to lower my premium. I think it's a case of if you want to feel better, you take control of your own situation. Yeah. Our school board got taken over by Moms for Liberty candidates, which started oh, in yeah. County. So we're the opposition yeah, to there. So we. Sh- oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's important. What you're doing there is so important. I wish more people understood that. You had, you had Jamie asked, what can you do? What should you do? You know what? Find what? Who, who's on the school board? Do you even know who's on the school board? I'm not asking. I'm definitely like somebody <laughs> might be like upset, you know, and I'm not like a name everybody on the school board, but I definitely have gone enough now that I can understand how this, how things work. I can understand who my teachers are, who I'm going to talk to, where I can insurance stuff. You know what the best thing for me for insurance premiums was? Understanding what the hell it was and not just being a dummy and signing off on things. And so there's a lot of accountability that I think people should, if they took it, and just didn't cancel themselves out out of frustration. They could do some work, and it has nothing to do with the same thing. Everyone's also crapping on Florida. Like, I think Occupy Democrats put out a meme as, why aren't Floridians marching on the Capitol and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that won't do any good except get us all mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he runs that Capitol, guys. Yes. He runs that Capitol. <laughs> and there's a little anti-protest law that uh, he has. Also, i tell you also, I think COVID and all this, everything that happened in COVID was a great example of how tyranny is very hard. Quote, it's like tyranny. Like, they're giving us masks. They're making us wear it. This is going to be forever. We're not going to be able to go anywhere without masks. A year and a half later, 
people have forgotten. People want to wear masks, they wear it. You got annoyed. I would get annoyed. And look, you're at three, almost three years in March. Yeah. And it's, we, I hope you guys have some. I know I have a lot of reflection on how I felt about some things yeah. and how I got some things wrong and how I got some things right. But it ultimately, like, even the worst politicians, and I think Trump has been the closest we've gotten to that full breakage of democracy. Man, we have those checks and balances, mate. They worked so good for Trump. That was the, obviously if some going to slide through. But damn, man, we were about a, two phone calls away from him literally yeah. just fucking being the president. Yeah. Like a phone call in Georgia, and that guy buckles, and he goes, all right, yeah, I find those votes. Boom, click, and we never hear from him. Like, it's that close. It's like the button on the Cuban Missile Crisis. You ever heard those stories? Yes. How they were like, we're minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that our listeners tend to skew a little bit more hardcore. So it's like, oh, no, the checks and balances didn't keep them in because regulatory capture and he put all the judges in. And it's, but there were other balances. There were stories general, where generals said, no, if he would have pressed the big red button to launch the nukes, they would have laughed at him, not, you know, <laughs> in, to his face. <laughs> Yeah, there were several times yeah. I mentioned the red button, and he was immediately talked down by every military person in the room. Yeah, and I've read those books, and look, for those wondering about my allegiance, I started Orlando for Obama. I'm freaking yeah. pretty hardcore. I'm, and, but I've also, like, for my now, I would say 20, no, 24 years, 20 years of being super into knowing what's going on, politics, loving it, almost running, and all this stuff, I realized you can't get so overzealous about it because then you begin to lose your logic on it. And that's happened to me in the past where I got so mad and I wanted to debate somebody and I would, I just wanted to win. And then I'm just like fighting and I'm like, why am I even doing this? So yeah, I stopped fighting after Hillary. Yeah. So you mentioned Orlando for Obama as something that's in the past. Is it still going on in any form or did it just stand down and the, it got, it did its thing, worked its job and it's done. Thanks for that question. I hadn't thought about that. It did its job. It was like me and seven people and then no experience in 2007 going, I just want to vote for this guy. There's nothing about this guy here. So it's very unofficial. And then that carried through the primary and we would do these events and it got to be like hundreds and thousands of people ran with it. And then it became part of the Obama overall. Campaign. And I did. So I guess that in between elections, it stood down and then never stood up. Yes. You know what? <laughs> it was definitely one of those things that was a bunch of people getting together that were like, oh, my God, we're actually getting to meet Obama. Oh, my God, we're actually getting to rally for him. And it really gave me a, an amazing belief in the whole system, even though I hated at times. I'm like, what the F? But man. Find me a better one. Yeah, that's Find me a better one. That's what I keep telling my friends who get so mad at this. And it's, you've got to understand how government actually works and how they govern. So, yes, while I'm very progressive and I'm very far left, I understand that I need the Democrats, whoever is a Democrat, because they're getting us closer and closer. We're not going to get right. overnight change. Yeah. Our government's not built for that. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you were able to single-handedly flip the entire state, but you had an impact in the local area. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's podcasts like this and that having conversations, get people out there doing fighting the good fight. Nice. Yeah. I went to school for political science. I married a Republican 
and he joined the military, so I really was outnumbered, kept quiet. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And then 2016 happened, and I'm like, uh, maybe I should have not been as quiet as I was. <laughs> so when Gillum came out and said he was running, I met him when he was 23 as the city councilman. I knew back then, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. I could sense it. <laughs> but... Yeah. He was he could rally up a big group of people in Tallahassee. He had at least the spark. Sure. I saw it too, for sure. Yeah. But man, did that come crumbling down. Oh like, yes. So fast. <laughs> oh so man. Fast. In case people are wondering where he is today, he is again, he's facing a campaign federal. financing case, federal case. Yeah. And this is the story over I, Hamilton. Yeah. Over <laughs> so this is the story I told No, it people. wasn't over Hamilton. It was a weird campaign finance how they were paying for salaries That's and what things. It was. Yeah. That's what it but was. This is what I tell people about, oh, Trump's been doing this for so long or but he's being charged with stuff that happened two years ago. Gillum had a campaign that was three years ago, and he's only just now having the initial bits where he's showing up to court so it's like these things take time to your point um you saw peru do what happened to peru recently another president i'm half peruvian so i've always kind of kept up with in politics or whatnot and and it's the third president that has gone through treason or and they kick him out and they drag him out of there and that's what our like a majority of our country kind of wants that right they want that savage drag the king out of the castle bring them across like if we voted i think the majority of people would vote for that but that's not the right thing to do it takes a long time to build a case and i think what they did with the trials was amazing with the long very detailed layout of everything and people thought oh it doesn't matter that mattered Every day that hit a different note with people like, wow, what this guy did to our country, what he yeah. did to our systems, what he did to our institutions. So, so we'll see. I think I think we'll get the charges closer to 2024. We'll get it this year. There'll be charges this year for sure. Yeah, my, my bet's on Fanny. My bet's on Atlanta. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And then speaking of which, tonight is the State of the Union. So that's right. 20 minutes. It'll be three days from now or it'll be three days ago when we publish this. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But yes, I am watching it tonight and I can tell you exactly what he said, which is jobs. Great. We need to do more on police education and escalation. Escalation. Thank you. Then he's going to focus on saying that he's going to protect Social Security and Medicare and he will veto anything that McCarthy brings him that threatens either of those. And that's basically you and I know this. And I love that, you know, all this. You and I know we're going to agree with everything. We're going to listen to it. We're going to go. Yeah. But the fact is, I wish that he was just you see some old footage of Joe, man. And he had that. Yeah, he was. He, he's, he was he's hurting now, man. Yeah. Yeah, he see him. Now. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. He was Obama's attack dog. We forget that now that he would they would send him out because he was a fiery one. And it, and it, and it sucks. And I don't think he's older, man. And I think his administration is going to be looked at as one of legislatively the most amazing ones and things that got through and things that were done. But it's going to be one of those because of his 
perception of lack of kind of a leader look, the old, looking older, the stutter. Not to say that he doesn't from time to time you hear him and he's still got that Joe. But man, I just don't know rolling into a 2024, guys. We're going to go another year. And there's no doubt that the people who make these choices are behind Biden at the moment, unless Newsom or one of these celebrity candidates comes out of fucking nowhere and uh, pulls a Trump. I think he has less staying power if DeSantis gets into the race and if DeSantis is leading, he's not just on average people. They're going to vote for DeSantis because he's younger. And honestly... He's going to be able to take him like it's a fight, man. It's politics. It's TV. It's entertainment. It's all these things. Of course, on a paper level. It's, uh, but man, DeSantis is going to be hungry. He's younger. And we as a country now, if Trump's up there and Biden's up there, we throw some other 70, 80 year old up there. Holy shit. I don't want DeSantis, but I'm like, at least he's not 112 years old. He's got a couple kids and he's got a fa- family that he's looking out for now. I mean, you know, Sam, these are things that people think about. They don't, when they're not as into it as we are, they're just kind of surface level stuff. I'm hoping they've actually shown that he basically has no personality and nobody likes his tone of voice or him talking, which is. You're right about that. I can't stand his voice. I've heard him referred to repeatedly as a charisma black hole. Like it is anti charisma. I think, you know what, I'm glad y'all brought that up because I've not really put that, because you're right, like when I come to think of it, every time I've ever seen him talk, he sounds like an asshole. He's always like, and that's important. Even though Trump was also an asshole, he still was funny as shit, some ridiculous time. And you'd be like, oh, stupid ass Trump, damn it, that was funny. And he was Trump, he was a celebrity. He was like Trump, listening to hip hop. And the other day I was listening to a 90s album. Tupac shouts out Trump. Biggie shouts out Trump. People forget Manuel Miranda how big Trump. And in yes, the people forget, man, like how much power that brought to it. Like he was a verb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In cards, Trump means to win. In the UK, Trump means to fart. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Like you say, he has a huge legacy because he's the only star of Home Alone 2 to be impeached. <laughs> and Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But only Wrestling Hall of Famer to be impeached. I want to know in Florida, especially in my county, because I see more Trump 2024 bumper stickers than I see DeSantis on there. And then I see DeSantis as the governor and then Trump 24. And I'm like, you guys are going to have to make a decision soon. I can't wait. I hope they fight like gladiators. I, that's what I want to say. I'll pay good money to watch them sit in a room. And But I think Trump would eat his lunch. I think he would ultimately, like, he's already bet the knee to him. He like, you made a commercial for me. You built a wall for me. Like, you said, once you bend the knee, then you bend the knee. Like, it's, so I think, how much more red meat do they want? How much more red meat? That's going to be the most prime battle. Oh, yeah. I can't. I had popcorn writing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. We're coming up on time here, but I've been staring at your Hawkeye poster. I got to know. Yeah. Yes. Season two. What's going on with? We'll that? see. We'll see. He's got NDAs from Marvel. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you write your local congressman and say that you need a Hawkeye to season two and they'll get it up to Disney Plus. No, I'm hoping I see we see you on uh, Daredevil and more of the She-Hulk because it found we're in that world. Yeah, definitely. So, Tracksuit Mafia is like a street level threat. So when street level yeah. show up. So, yes. Y'all are smart. That's why y'all are Democrats. Y'all are smart. Okay, you get it. I agree. All I can say is I agree. I think that'd be cool. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I watch it. And when my seven-year-old will get to meet you at some point when you come into Melbourne, he's going to be like, yes. I saw you on TV. You were on Disney. <laughs> it happens quite a bit with the 12-year-old and the two-year-old. And luckily, I love it, man. It's so great to be able to be a silly, crazy. I'm not like this disgusting graphic. It's like I'm a silly, goofy mafia guy, and the kids love it. And then I'm a, I'm a walking dead dude in the other, and then I'm a silly radio guy in the other. It all fits. It all fits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do in the morning if I didn't have the monsters. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, no, yeah, no. As soon as I I recognized your voice and I'm like, I know this person because we moved back yeah. here. We had a little like eight year stint of military and other. So we moved back right. here and then I was just turning it on, seeing. And then I heard you and I'm like, I know him. I've heard that his voice. Thank you for what are you saying? And there it was. And now we're here because of that is the reason I'm here as well. I wanted to show support for your support to be on something that I think is cool and uh, get the good word of the Democrats out. Yes, because if you really realize, even on the iHeartRadio network that advertises all the time, it's all right wing. All right wing. It's weird. There's really... And I, you hear me from time to time bring it up, like on the show, where people get mad if we talk about it for five minutes, they get their freaking panties. Oh, what is this political? And I'm like, listen, guys, we're talking about it for five minutes. You go right back to all the other right wing media where the only, are, we may be the only honest, not political, but we will talk our liberal mind that there is. And I'm not like saying that we need to be like, but I listen to the shows and they're all scared. They're all liberals or they're all conservatives and they don't fucking say shit. And it's, you know what, man? Show your stripes. Okay. That's We're why past I the point of the Phillips you, file, too. Because <laughs> Phillips yes. didn't hold it in. And you know what, though? He was a true liberal. But he would also take other people to task. Right. And I think that's what we're kind of missing. And I try and do that on the show. Obviously, we're not on a political show. But I really try and be as honest as I can and not. I used to be super biased. I used to just not want to hear any argument. But I never won anybody over. And I'm not trying to win anybody over. But I was just like, I just wanted to be honest because there's some people that I listen to. There's a guy named Patrick Bet David. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. And I love his show and his podcast. And I think he's an amazing guy all around. My one gripe is that he pretends to be an independent when he's an outright Republican. And independent is just a code word for I don't want to say I'm a Republican, yet 90% of what uh, they want is tr is what I want. If you asked him, he would say he was a centrist. Yeah. Yo, oh, oh, and then he defends Trump and he talks about, and he went to Mar-a-Lago. He's one of many who are hypocrites. Yes. They're hypocrites. That's a virtue in the GOP. It's you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, look, and once again, I'm not like there are Democrats that I go, like, oh, what the hell? Here we go again. This is way too extreme or whatever. But man, I just seem to think that we're missing so much honesty out there if you're a democrat say you're a democrat yeah my thing my way i vote is still the same thing from when 20 years ago i vote for the candidate that lies the least and it just so happens that democrats have been proven to lie the least <laughs> so i'm just but you know republicans will hear this and be like that's crazy democrats lie every day pelosi it's yeah, relative I still truly can't 
when they start on that, I'm like, okay, I can't explain to you the intricacies of all of this. But no, on your show, I actually want to hear what Russ thinks because I know he is the yeah. everyday average man. <laughs> I, and you know what? You're right because there are times, and I'm glad he says it. And that's been a lot with me being there and being like, and Russ is a straight up liberal, and most people are liberals. They yes. just don't know. They, I, look, they always do this. Fiscally, I'm a conservative, but because they try to sound like they know about money. Oh, you watch the markets? Are you a big investor? It's, of course, <laughs> we're all conservative with our money when we have it, but most of us are broke. So it don't fucking matter anyway. <laughs> and, and then, you know, but socially, I like basically saying, I don't want the gay people. Like, that's how they pass it off. That's how and he did. Said, That's how he passed that's, it off. And, because the social issues, I'm like, you can't say anything about abortion. You're yeah. not female. My thought was not going to need an abortion. I'm not going to need a gay marriage. I don't care about drugs. And it's so it's, you know, can't save my if, they, if they need it, why should we block it? It's it's gotten so extreme. And here's the last little nugget I'll leave yeah. to your listeners and to you guys. It's a it's a luxury to be able to discuss these issues in our country. Yes, we are so fortunate to get to this point of democracy. Think about the issues we're discussing. Extra books being taken out of, we're discussing sexual identities, these nuanced things that countries, are you kidding me, places in Africa? Are you kidding me, China? Are you kidding me, most of South America? We don't discuss this. We're barely trying to keep this country running. We're, there are warlords that are running this section of the world. There's an earthquake that just killed 5,000 fucking people. Yeah. And we're upset because Sergos DeSantis, that son of a bitch. Yeah, that's the former history teacher in me. Every time I hear what he's doing to education, I'm like. <sighs> I don't blame you. Yeah. And it should. You should get fired up and then let it go and do something about it. Yep. So thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Yes, listen to him every morning on Monsters in the Morning, Real Radio 104.1. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. I had fun, too. I love talking politics. Anytime. And, you uh, to, anytime. Even if... Well, we... this might be my venting spot where I just let it all loose after uh, I build it all up from the show. Because I know at times you hear me and you're like, oh, I bet you Carlos just wants to go off right now. And I'm like, yeah. Anytime after 8 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> we can accommodate you. Yeah. Starting... I got you. Hey, appreciate y'all. It was good talking to you guys. I had fun. And uh, we'll talk later. If you got something out of this and know of anybody who cares about what we're saying here, please share. Word of mouth is everything in the grassroots game. If we're awesome, tell a friend. If we're not, tell us how to get better. This has been another episode of the Push Ahead podcast. Please reach out to us via Twitter at push underscore ahead or subscribe to our podcast in your podcatcher of choice. You can find relevant links to the stories that we're talking about in our liner notes on our website at pushaheadpod.com. The music is Super String Theory by Lobo Loco.
Hello, this is Pamela, and I'm so sorry I've missed your call. I'm sure it's very important to me, so please leave me a message at the tone, and I promise I'll get back to you just as soon as I can. Thank you so much, and have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Pan. I'm sorry that technology failed us. Yeah, we, we tried dialing you in, but it didn't work. Sorry. Yep. Bye.